0: You're listening to episode one of Afros and Pixie Dust, Broke and Bougie with Adriana. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Afros and Pixie Dust podcast. I'm your host, June, and I'm so happy that you all are here and listening. I'm excited to finally get this started And I'm also excited about introducing you to my very first guest. Her name is Adriana. She goes by Bippity Boppity Broke on Instagram. And she is my very first Disney bestie. I met Adriana on Instagram. She reached out to me. She shot her shot. And I'll be forever grateful that she did, because it's been such an incredible friendship that has blossomed from our mutual love of all things Disney. We got to meet up in the parks last year in 2018, and we instantly clicked. I'm truly grateful for having to have met this woman. She is so focused and so motivated, and I just love that about her. She is a Chicago native that now resides in Florida and is a park regular who makes looking fly on a budget seem easy. In this interview, we talk about a few ways to save a little money here and there while in the parks, because y'all know Disney ain't cheap, but we're gonna go because we love it. We also talk about her $28 challenge that she does in Epcot during their various festivals. Um, I, I thought it was pretty dope. I definitely plan on having her back quite often, so I hope you get used to the sound of her voice and mine while you're at it. And as a disclaimer, I have a bit of a cold, so hopefully it'll be better for the next recording. Uh, So without further ado, here's my first episode. Uh, Please be gentle. I'm still getting used to this. I'm a bit of an introvert, so this is a big undertaking for me, but I know that this will be a blessing to a lot of my fellow disblurts, so I'm putting myself out there for you all, and I hope you enjoy it. I'm still figuring out the audio, so there's a bit of an overlap with our voices, and it kind of sounds like we're talking over each other, but that's not the case. I didn't want to delay releasing this podcast while I was trying to figure out how to edit all of this, so I just figured out i put this disclaimer in the intro. Um, If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe. And I'm open to all of your feedback. And I really appreciate every last one of you for listening. So here we go. being here and talking. I'm super
1: excited. This is my first podcast ever. I don't know if I'm gonna do it wrong, but hopefully we get it right. (laughs) Look,
0: there's no wrong way to do it because this is the first episode. So (laughs) there you go. (laughs) Uh, So uh, can you tell us a little bit about
1: Um, it? Sure. So my uh, real name is Adriana. Um, I'm originally from Chicago, Um, but on social media, I go by Bippity Boppity Broke, Um, and I like to highlight on my page, um, ways to do Disney, uh, for cheaper or ways to, um, get around spending all your money at Disney, because I understand that not everybody has this huge, you know, unlimited budget for Disney, but you still want to go and you want to have fun. You want to eat, you want to do all the things. And so I want to really show viewers that you can have it all and not spend every, you know, coin in your pocket.
0: Oh, that's really important because lord knows
1: it does it really add does up. add up it if you don't really don't have a plan you don't really know what you're doing it can be very very expensive
0: yes for sure
1: i've i've been there where i'm like
0: leaving the leaving yeah the and I'm like,
1: Whoa, i don't even want to look at this credit card bill you know
0: <laughs> yeah that statement <laughs> everyone, <still steep. laughs>
1: um so let's backtrack when
0: did you love of disney start? um so
1: i love getting this question because i feel like i had like the normal like healthy obsession with disney that like every kid has so like mm-hmm. i had the disney movies and you know they were as soon as one came out my mother bought it for me i was a disney kid i mean i watched the disney channel um but i wasn't like extremely obsessed with it of course i feel like every girl has her favorite princess um, and then I went to Disney mm-hmm. twice as a kid, um, once when I was nine. And then again, when I was like 17. So I didn't, I wasn't like a huge Disney park person either, but I did watch um, my grand, with my grandmother, we watched a uh, Disney Christmas, every single Christmas. And, and I always used to say, oh, one day when I get a lot of money, I'm going to go to Disney for Christmas. Cause I just thought it was just so magical. And long story short, mm-hmm. I, I ended up in Florida, without any plans of ever going to Disney I mean like it was something that was here but it wasn't like the main motivation for moving here and so I lived here for about a year and I had never went and then finally um as a a Christmas gift from someone they bought me Disney tickets for Christmas and once I went like I was hooked I was obsessed I was like oh my gosh I, I really feel like a kid again and I and I love that feeling. It was the most awesome day ever. I cried like a baby the entire time because I was just so, so happy. And I think wow. that's what kind of jump started my the my Disney obsession as an adult. So so you were a, a
0: sort of like. Yeah, humor.
1: absolutely. I was just yeah. like, Disney was a thing that you liked when you were a kid, but I wasn't obsessed with it. And then all of a sudden when I became an adult, I was like, wait, like. I can go here and like and feel like this and, and not have to have a kid with me. And, you know, I just never thought it was a thing that you, and a lot of people think that way. They don't think it's a thing that you can do as an adult. Um, and so once I realized I could, you know, you couldn't tell me anything. Like, I can come to this place. My mom can't tell me I can't have any more candy because what? I paid for it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. it, was just, it was an eye-opening experience. so I was just like, oh my gosh, I
0: want to do this all the time. Yeah, like, I feel like we have similar starts. I didn't start my major Disney obsession till adult as well. So I, I really understand where you're coming from. It, it's a different perspective because as a kid, you're, you're loving yeah. that but you have restrictions, but as an adult, you can really go. Yeah, travel. you can
1: do whatever whatever it is that you want, and you don't have, you know, other people telling you, well, no, let's go here, and, and then you can really, once it's something that, especially for people who didn't get to go to Disney every summer, you know, so it's kind of like you're still learning so many new things about the parks, and it becomes interesting, and you'll be able to take in fully what you're doing i feel like for kids it's just really fun and it's a a fun vacation but you don't really understand all of the you know theatrics and all of the 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 production that goes into making this dream or making this you know fantasy become a reality and that's what's really interesting to me yeah for sure I, i totally i mean i totally get you
0: with that because I don't know how these people create what they create, but I'm thankful that they know oh, what absolutely. they're doing. Um, so how often do you go to
1: the um, I try to go. This is the, one of the exceptions to the rule this week. Uh, but I try to go once a week. Um, that Ideally, that is what I would want. Because um, like you said, there's so many new things happening at Disney. There's so much new, um, you know new festivals at Epcot and there's you know new treats at Magic Kingdom there's always things are moving it's never the same so I like to go once a week ideally but I do have a job I do work regular 40 hour a week job so sometimes it just doesn't um a lot for that and and I'm not the type of person that like likes to go to work and then go to the parks like I I want it to be like a, a fresh experience I don't really want to like you know have to split my life between the two so if I can go once a week um i go but for the on our average maybe four times four to five times a month if, if it's a good month
0: <laughs> so you, i'm assuming you have an yes
1: annual pass. i do have an annual pass and that is as a budgeter as somebody who doesn't um you know have money to just throw at the wind the season pass is so so beneficial for for people who want to go to the parks multiple times um in a month because um Everybody kind of starts at a different tier. It just depends on when you get it and, and where um, and how mu- how much they're charging that year. Um, I pay about $50 a month for my season pass, and I have the second to the highest pass. So I can go to all four parks, uh, zero blackout days, free parking, um, and, and that's for 12 months out of the year. So it's so, so, so very – um cost effective because if you think about it $50 is one third of a one-day ticket and a park hopper so you know Mm -hmm. I'm paying that once a month and I can go unlimited amount of times it's just what makes more sense
0: yeah that's a really good deal So, when you're in the parks, what are your favorite things to do? So,
1: I am not a huge ride person. Um, I will get on them, but uh, rides don't really thrill me like that. I mean, they're okay. I've always, like, dealt with a little bit of, like, motion sickness. So, I'm just, like, not a huge uh, ride person. My favorite things to do at the parks is really just walk around and and see what there is to see. I love all the shows. Um, I love the parade, I like going to meet characters. Um, I really just like to hang out with my friends and eat and drink. <laughs> that's my specialty. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I really like this whole idea of just, of living um, this just magical dream of being able to, oh, if I want dinner, like, let's go to Disney and have, and have dinner. Now, in reality, that's not what I do all the time, but I'm for that.
0: <laughs> I mean, there, there are so many places to eat. And drink, I don't I know I've never gone to every place I don't know if I would ever be able to make it to every place. Oh yes,
1: you could you could. You know, there's a, totally a reason why you see people who have moved to Florida, you know, in their 30s and now they're in their 60s and they go to Disney you know, every other day and there's always new things to learn and to see and to try because it, it like I said, it never stays the same and it's just expansive in itself, you know all the different restaurants and quick service stops. And then they're always changing the menu. Like you could really eat your way through Disney. Yes. And they have a little something. Oh, absolutely. Um, another thing that I, I try to highlight on my Instagram is uh, vegan and vegetarian options. So my boyfriend is a hundred percent vegan. And so when he would go to the parks with me, it would be really seeing what he can and can't eat. Um, and so it's super exciting because now with festival of, um, the Flower and Garden Festival—they just made an entirely vegan booth, which is so cool for people who are vegan. Uh, so they're not, you know, changing things around or trying to figure out what on it they can't eat and what they gotta omit. Everything on the menu, um, is completely vegan. So I'm excited to try some of those options.
0: Oh, that's that's amazing because I recently went. <laughs> that's me. I'm veganish. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, yeah. I'm going to eat. You know, I ain't nothing to eat. I'm going to eat. I'm going to find something to eat. But, you know, that's that's really great because as a newer vegan, it's really hard to kind of find things or even to figure out what you can and can't eat. And that's amazing. So you talked about festivals. I know that you are known for your $20 <laughs> challenge. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Um.
1: So like I said before, my, my account is all about budget tips and what in the parts you can find, um, that's, you know, under $5, under $10. And I always highlight, um, how much something costs to me, no matter what it is, just because I want people to be, I want to be more transparent about, um, how much Disney actually does cost for, um, a single person. And, I was really kind of thinking about content and ways that I can really engage with my followers more and just interesting things that I could do. And um, when I was younger, me and my mom really liked this uh, show, it was called $40 a day. And it was with Rachel Ray and she would go to like these huge exotic countries and only spend $40. Uh, Yes. And that was like such a huge part of my childhood. And so... Um, I was like, okay, well, let me see if I can do uh one of the festivals for only $20. Because what people don't know, that's generally my budget every time I go to um Disney. I, I pretty much try to limit myself to $20 per day as far, you know, whether I'm eating food or whether I'm just getting snacks. I try to keep it to a minimum. Um, just because I know that I can come back next week and try something different. Now, of course, with festivals, it gets a little out of hand because you want to try everything. So um, I just went one day. um, I was supposed to be meeting up with some people, and they ended up having to, I mean, ended up not being able to come. And so it really gave me the opportunity to, like, sit down and, like, really, like, Pick out what I wanted to do. And I think um it made it exciting because on my very first one, I spent like $11 for my first item. And everybody was like, wait, how are you going to, like, what are, what are you going to be able to get? For, you know, you only got $20 in your pocket. And so, like, that was completely unintentional. um It wasn't for entertainment value, but I understand why it was cool to watch at the end. And I was just like, okay, I'm just going to continue to do this. This is going to be a thing. Yeah. And
0: I watched, um, one day, you got you got um I think it was a salmon with some gold uh, yes. on it, and you got the glitter beer, and you got a cake, and then you had enough to get some mac and cheese. I was like, "Dang, <laughs> she's killing it!" Yes.
1: Um, and that's that's really what all what all I, I do. It's just not it's not really even about um. Uh, not spending all the money it's just really about planning your day out prior to going and really seeing okay this is going to cost me this and this is going to cost me that and really breaking up those more expensive items and putting those in separate trips or making them the highlight of that one trip instead of you know you getting all the 13 dollar items at the same time and then just looking like oh I got i just spent all my money but yeah that one was the hardest because everybody kept saying like festival of the arts is hands down the most expensive festival mm-hmm. because generally every dish is $8 or more. Um, so it's like, Oh, I can't do the $20 challenge. Cause I kept saying, I remember I told Ash, like I don't think I could do a $20 challenge with this one. And she's like, yeah, it's really, really expensive. And then my boyfriend was like, well, it's not a challenge if you you don't, you know, try. Uh-huh. And I was like, all right. So I like sat down at night and I like, like looked up all the menus and like looked up all the prices and then really like mapped out what I was going to do and then it just really helped that everything was kind of close to each other so I was able to like get that table and like sit there and like show everything at once uh, so it just kind of like worked out in my favor but that was my most exciting one to date because that cake was awesome The I love anything with salmon on it and that it even had like caviar it had like an edible flower on it it's really exemplified like uh, the whole festival of the arts. Like it was just such a pretty presentation.
0: Uh huh. So, very important is
1: pregame. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no winging it with the $20. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, what you're doing, <laughs> okay. you know, don't just kind of go in, you know, guns blazing. <laughs> I'm about to take you know take over Disney and I'm gonna do this and I'm not gonna spend all my money because you really do have to sit there and be like okay how much do I want to spend you know what okay what are my options um and I feel like that that goes for every single park that you go to and, and as far as time as well because that's something that I highlight um time is money and if you if you mm-hmm. go into the parks blind, if it's your first time ever going to the parks, and you don't know about fast passes, and you don't know where the rides are, and you don't even have a clue about what it is that you want or what they have to offer, you will really waste a lot of time and money, this magical experience that you're supposed to have.
0: That is a really good point. It is a planner's paradise. <laughs> that is very true. There's days I've gone, and winged day, I mean, I guess knowing a little bit more Yeah, it's, it's okay doing it, but if you don't know anything and you're trying to go in there and, and make the most of your time, you, you may end up disappointed. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with that. So, speaking
1: of parks, which one
0: would you say is your favorite?
1: Ooh, so all the parks are doing something different right now, so it's really hard to pin down mm-hmm. a favorite, but I've always been in love with Epcot. Um, like I said, I've never been a huge ride person, um, and so and I really like piggyback off of other people's um, experiences because if I'm not if I'm having a good time and nobody else is having a good time, then it's not really worth it. And so one of my first Disney memories was going to Epcot with my grandmother. And she just thought Epcot was the coolest thing ever because we could go to all these countries and there was a boat that took you across this little tiny river when I was a kid. That river looked super huge. But <laughs> now that I'm an adult, I'm like, oh, it's kind of tiny. But like, you know... <laughs> as a kid I just thought that was so cool and we and her walked around to different countries and we ate in France and so um, that just kind of carried through my adulthood and when I went back I was just like oh my gosh this is so amazing and just to explore every country and see what all they have to offer is is my favorite part about um, going to Disney. Yeah, yeah
0: I think Epcot is I'm so happy they created that <laughs> because it's like it's the spot, you know. It's like you want to go chill with your friends. You can go to Epcot. You can travel the yeah, world, absolutely. quote unquote. And I love the fact that they have the cast members in each country. They have to. They try to have the cast members in each country actually from those areas, and so you, you really get that immersion. Experience. You
1: do. You do get the yeah. immersion experience, especially for people who are. Um, try to learn a different language I always suggest Epcot um, my friend Sage uh, knows a little bit of Japanese so she's always excited when she goes to the Japan Pavilion and she's able to speak with um, you know the cast members or order her uh, her sake and I speak a little bit of French so it's always exciting for me to try to you know speak by French in France it's just it's a fun park, and I feel like it gets a bad rep a lot of times because people are like, "Oh, it's the boring park." But now, with all the festivals <laughs> that are going on, and the fact that you can see the characters in their country of origin, I think it's it's really cool, and they're just bringing something very special to Epcot to bring more traffic in. Yes,
0: yes, that's definitely, and it's funny. I learned that Rapunzel was from Germany. <laughs> When
1: I went to visit Epcot, I was like, oh, okay. She don't think about those things because it's just like, we just think they're princesses we don't really pay attention to. And I think that, I want to say Frozen was like the first film where you really paid attention to, oh, they're not, you know, in some magical land, you know, they're in an actual country that has culture and, and you know, uh, costumes of its own. I think they did a really good good um job of showcasing that other other um movies maybe don't don't present it as as boldly as they do so we don't really know that you know Snow White is from Germany or well you know that Belle is from France but you know it's it's not Mm -hmm. always apparent and so I think that's really cool that you can meet those characters in those countries and they made the whole Disney aspect a a little bit more incorporated into that because it was for a while the less Disney of the parks. Yeah yeah definitely and I guess
0: with the original plan for that park it it kind of was more of community than opposed to the animation and the characters but you still want to feel like. Absolutely. Um, So what are some budget-friendly tips or pointers that you have for
1: part goers? Um, so the the best tip that I can give a park goers is to like I said before one, know your budget so understand how much you're trying to spend and tr- don't think that it's impossible you know if you want to go one day and only have $10 then there's so many things that you can do with $10 it's not impossible if you have a family of four and you guys know you only have $200 to work with for that one day Um, definitely set that budget and try to see what it is that you can do. There's so many um, different quick service items that you can have. There's different um, sit-down options you can have. I definitely think there's a a plan for you. Uh, My number one tip I always want to give is don't um, think that the portions are really small. Disney gives you huge, huge portions of food. Um, And that's where your money gets eaten up Because you've already paid your park ticket, you know, it gets eaten up in food and merch. And just um, Mm -hmm. understand that maybe if you have a family of four, you only really need to order two or three different things from a restaurant and kind of share those things, kind of have that sense of community. Instead of everybody ordering their own thing and adding up to more, and then you're probably going to have leftover food. Mm-hmm. So that would be the quickest uh-huh. way to, like, not let Disney eat up your money, is don't order as much food as you think you need. C- scale back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's true. They're, they're, that's kind of where you don't realize. You want to try all the snacks. You want to try everything because everything looks amazing, and they make everything so pretty.
1: Absolutely, they <laughs> make everything so pretty. Um, that's a big thing. And then also, just kind of prepare prior to – you know it rains in Florida. Um, bring your own poncho. Um, mm-hmm. Great accessories that are Disney themed all year round. Um, don't wait till you get to the parks to to want every single shirt. And, and they're going to get you with that because they have so many cute shirts and, and this one is for Flower and Garden and this one is for you know Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. And they're going to have those collectible items that you really really want and if you're a collector, it, it does get quite pricey. So I want to say just kind of be mindful of things you need and things that you want. So if, if I if I know that there's a festival coming up and I really, really want this shirt, then I'm not going to, that's going to be my one large item. Yes, that's
0: really, really important. Um, my budget friendly tip is,
1: Bring your own water. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, that one is such a good one. Uh bring your own, <laughs> own water. Because water at the parks is three dollars a pop. And if it's you and four other kids, first off, y'all are not gonna share that one water bottle. So you you
0: know a- No, it's gonna be warm too.
1: <laughs> so it's like right, it's gonna be a warm water bottle and you you spent twelve dollars there just on hydration. So please just bring your own water. Disney lets you bring a lot of things into the parks and people don't know that. Um, You can bring your own water. You can bring your own snacks, you can bring your own food. Um, they have no problem with you bringing things that you need into the parts, especially if you have really little kids. I would definitely recommend bringing snacks because then you're not stopping at a quick service every you know couple of hours to get them an ice cream bar, get them you know fries or something to snack on because they're gonna get hungry. It's a long day, it's hot, you're gonna need to replenish that energy. And bringing those snacks in is very, very crucial, because then you're going to save some money there.
0: Yes, for sure. And as a mom of two young children, and as a park goer, seeing kids meltdown online, oh, yeah. bringing snacks is important. If you want to go on a ride, you don't have a fast pass, even if the line is like 20 minutes, you never know when your kids are have a meltdown. Oh, Having a snack in your arsenal will diffuse a lot of situations. <laughs> Um, yes (laughs) and it's you know it's cheaper to get a bag of you know fruit snacks or something outside as opposed to trying to scramble all over the place to get a mickey ice cream which you'll probably have to you know eat hurriedly if you're online for something so that's very important um so let's Talk about shirts and ears. So I love your Instagram page because you have the cutest ears, and your outfits are always amazing. Um, so, <laughs> so are there other ways you like to express your fandom, or where do you get your ears, and how do you come with your your look?
1: Um, so my overall aesthetic, my style, is basically uh-huh, bargain bin shopping. <laughs> no, I'm just. Yes. No, I love it. <laughs> so I literally like when I'm going to the parks and I have I know I want to wear something new every single time. I don't all the time, but it's just something that you want. Um, So I'll go to Walmart. I'll go to Target. I shop everybody's clearance bin. Um, you can find some super cute Disney things in those clearance bins. But also this cute dresses and things that you would want to wear. Um, in general, um, my wardrobe, uh, my boyfriend makes fun of y'all time. He's like, your wardrobe is literally things to wear to the parks, which it is, <laughs> because, like that's where I spend my free time. But um, I, I spend a lot of time just trying to get things for cheaper. So I then have more money for the parks. Um, my ears, on the other hand, I only have um, about two pair of ears that are actually like park official ears that I got from the parks. Um, all the other ones that are park officials, um, I maybe got as gifts for Christmas or as gifts for a birthday. Um, I also one time was thrifting and I found an entire bin of park official ears at a thrift store and they only wanted $2.99 for each pair. So, okay. right, so I, I grabbed them all as many as I could. Um, also, I, I like to show that my plain Mickey ears or my sequin Mickey ears, I take the bows off of them a lot and make my own bow and change the bow. If you don't, you can, the changing the bow completely the ears. Um, My Mm -hmm. ears were just a player playing Mickey ears without a bow. And I took the bow and I made like, it looked like a, like a bat and I put that on there and it completely made the outfit. So sometimes it's about reworking what you already have. In order to create you know new and interesting outfit yes and I,
0: I remember we we opened up Toy Storyland together <laughs> and your ears oh my god I loved them And you so them.
1: I, I do make um some of my ears um and I don't I know there's so many small shops out there that make great ears and those are great options but I'm the type of person where I'm crafty myself so when I see ears, I'm like, oh, I can make something like that. Or I can make something similar. But my Toy Story ears were so unique. I had never seen anybody do um, an idea like that. Um, so basically, they look like little donuts, but they have um, the little green alien in the middle, and he's kind of spinning. Um, he's suspended on, on a, a string, and he kind of d- dangles around. Um, and so that my boyfriend actually gave me that concept. Um, he was like, Oh, he saw the little, I had those little green um, men anyway. And I pulled them out and I was just kind of like, Oh, I kind of want to put these on the ears because I don't really know what I want to do for Toy Story Land. And he was like, Put them on the ears. How about you put them like inside where they dangle? And I was like, What? What are you talking about? Like, how mm. could you do that? And so, like, it took me a good two weeks to figure out like how I could get this done and make it look how I wanted it to look. And I got home from work the day before Toy Story opening. I got off at six and I started working on those ears. I had to, you know, order my fabric. So I was waiting for everything to come in. Um, Once it was in, I made those ears and literally it took me till three o'clock in the morning. Excuse me. And then I was finished with them. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I don't have time to sleep. I got to get dressed and go. And (laughs) I got dressed and, and went straight to the parks. I was so excited, and I had not a plan. I was telling people to plan, and I had no plan at all. I literally met our group and was like, hey, I'm on my way. You were so awesome, and we're like, I'm here already. We got a spot for you. I'm like, bet, because I had nobody to hang out with. I had no clue what was going on. And we got there. It was so fun. It was such a magical experience, and I I will always say, Um, opening a a land is something completely unique and it was it was just so fun and so such a heartwarming exciting feeling to be like I'm one of the first people to ever see this part of the park you know I just thought it was such a great experience so thank you for sharing that with me
0: oh it was a pleasure it was an amazing experience um, I don't think I can convince the family to do it with me again, but I would like to do it again.
1: Oh, absolutely! I am, I am prepping so hard for a Star Wars Land opening. It is going to be. It's not going to be for the faint of heart. It's going to be a hardcore opening.
0: Yeah, I'm probably gonna have to <laughs> skip that one, but I will. Definitely enjoy watching you guys open up that place.
1: <laughs> um, I so people are like, I love all the memes coming out because it's literally what we're be- what we've been saying anyway. Like, oh, you know, need to start camping out now for Star Wars Land because it's just gonna be intense because you have Disney fandom, you know, people, and then you have Star Wars fandom, and like that is such a massive fandom, and so to put those yes. two together it's just going to be insane. And I am ready for it. Like, I am pumped, and I, I just want to see it, because I feel like with Pandora, I kind of missed the mark as well. Like, I didn't go for opening, and then every day after that, it was just like, oh, it's going to be so crowded. It's going to be so crowded. I'm not going to be able to go. And I waited a clean six months, and it was still crowded. So, it's like you wow. have to get on it when you can, and just and, and be prepared that it's Disney, and people love this stuff. So, you're going to have to wait for it if you want to see it.
0: Yeah. Definitely. I think we probably didn't hit up Pandora. It was probably a year out or so when we hit it up. And I was nervous even then like oh my god, I'm not here to wait on no Yes. Ride. We got to figure this out. We were lucky enough to get a fast pass with flight pass. Through. Oh wow. Um and you know, the Navi River, I've only read it once. Yeah, it's a one. <laughs> I, I saved my Fast Pass. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's beautiful, but if I have to put a Fast Pass somewhere, it's got to go to Fun. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we ain't about with <gasps> our lines around here. <laughs> oh my gosh. So before we go, I have to ask um, which character do you identify with most who is your person your ride or die character
1: um oh that one is it's kind of tough so growing up I always liked um all the brown princesses because um Tiana didn't come along until I was an adult you know so those Mm -hmm. were like you know Pocahontas and and Mulan those were like my my number one, um and then now they have we have Tiana we have Moana we have you know all of these other uh we have all these other <laughs> princesses to look up to now but I want to say my OG favorite princess and you can argue me down she's still a princess um it's probably going to be Mulan um just because okay I really identify with the whole like you know wanting to be something other than what you were being told to be, um, this whole sense of like, you know, honor and and bringing honor to your family and making them proud. Even if what you're doing they think isn't going to make them proud. And I think that's one of the the things you don't get about Mulan until you're an adult. Like, you know, she was just kind of going on her own thing here about, okay, I just want to bring honor to my family. I don't want my father to die in this war. And so I'm going to pretend to be a a soldier and I'm going to go and I'm going to make my family proud, even if they think that it's something that isn't going to make them proud. And she had to keep it a secret and she was awesome and she kicked butt and... I, that's such a, a, a good lesson for life is that sometimes you just have to do things on your own and know that it'll pay off in the end so well is one of my favorites
0: okay no that's an amazing way to describe it and just as a side note I love the way you break down movies just period <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, you'll definitely have to be back because we're going to be doing some movie commentary oh I, I need to get your take <laughs> <laughs> but yes, no, that's a really great way to describe it, because I think especially in this day and age, a lot of us are finding ourselves um, and bucking stereotypes and, and and trying to really, you know, dig deep and and may have a meaningful impact, despite what we're expected to. Absolutely. How we're expected to look or speak and... Yeah, Mulan did it all.
1: Absolutely. She's one of my favorites. So, thank you so look, much for that. I could talk about Disney movies all day. So, I am so down for a podcast yeah. about um, Disney movies and doing a little commentary on that. That would be great.
0: All right. Yeah. Well, you're going to be back plenty of times. You're going to almost be like, you know, hey, so everyone be ready because Adriana's is going to be here on here a lot. <laughs> Um, but before I let you go, one more question. Um, what's one thing about yourself that you'd like for everyone to know?
1: Ooh, um, one thing about myself that I want everyone to know. Um, I I just really want to make like my mark on the Disney community. And really, I, I come from a sense of wanting that community and wanting to be accepted into the community, but wanting everyone everyone else to be accepted as well. I'm really a people person and I love people. I love hanging out and I love when people just walk up to me at the parks and go, Hey, I, I know your Instagram. That is one of the coolest things ever to me because even though we do all these things in my head, I'm still like this tiny little person who I think nobody's really paying attention to what I'm doing. And so when people recognize me and want to hang out with me, I am super ecstatic because I want to get to know them. My point of having a Disney Instagram was not to be famous. It was to make friends, you know? And, and that's, at the end of the day, that's all I want is to make more friends and more connections and more places. And If anyone ever wants to, you know, collaborate or if you just want to hang out at the parks, that is what I am for. I will never, ever, ever say no. So that's one thing I want people to know about me. I'm really genuine and I do want to um, be a part of this community and in every sense of that and just hang out and have fun at Disney.
0: (laughs) That was so beautiful.
1: And I couldn't agree
0: more. Like, social media, the beauty of it is the
1: fact that you can find oh, your tribe
0: and you don't yes, have to Yes, exactly.
1: And you're definitely a part. I mean, me and me and Ash talk about you all the time. We we're like, we can't wait for you to come back because you were just one of those people that were just very much um it wasn't about any drama, it wasn't about competition. And I mean, it, people, I'm talking to you guys. If you see Ju's bounds, I dubbed her the bound assassin. Like she kills it. <laughs> every single time and it's so effortless and and you're just like where did you think to do that oh my gosh I love your phasma like I just thought it was the coolest thing and and, and instead of it being a literal interpretation instead of you doing like the helmets you did the white hair and it just all translated and I was just like this is why I love her so much because you just do such a good job and but when we met you wasn't like you were trying to outshine us or you were trying to you know compete with us you were just trying to hang out with people and you also had this really dope bound that we were all for (laughs) So it it was it's just hard to meet that in the in the community um a lot of times it is it gets a little you know drama sometimes and you get a little bit of you meet people and they want to compete with you and you meet people and they're like oh you know you have more followers than me and they really want to hang out with you maybe to get clout or not they're not genuine all the time and you were so genuine and that's why we absolutely love you
0: (laughs) well i love y'all and guess what Jesus got only 12 followers and look at, we look at his reach. So it really shouldn't matter, you know, it's yeah. an algorithm at the, at the end of the day. So finding people you connect with is the most <laughs> important thing. And so I am so happy that I found you. You are like my first ID bestie, my first like Disney community bestie. And so, you know, you must sis. And we go, we go and let the world know how much we love this community. And bring it to the world. So thank you so, so, oh, so, so, so much. Thank you for inviting me. me. I'm so happy. Yes, this was amazing. Um, and before, before, I know I keep saying this, but before I really let you go, or before we cut this off and like, the
1: <laughs> chat, <laughs> um,
0: where can people
1: find Okay, so you? you can find me on Instagram at Bibbidi, B O B B I D I underscore broke b-r-o-k-e bibbidi boppity broke because i ain't got no money <laughs> listen we gonna you gonna be changing that to bippity boppity blast <laughs> before you know it i am claiming so. that
0: we're gonna speak that into existence maybe <laughs> okay, yeah. that
1: eventually we'll be chasing that but yes yeah. uh, you can find me on instagram right now um on bippity boppity broke um that is my main source of uh interaction with the community um i I don't have a twitter yet i don't have a a youtube yet but eventually we might get there (laughs) yes we're gonna
0: have to start recording our combos we're just gonna have like dish chat (laughs) or something yes so once again thank you thank you thank you so much for coming and spending this time with me and chatting um just about your platform and how you came to love Disney. And um, I know you're going to be back many, many times because, you know, I don't know if you've seen Captain Marvel yet, but I need to unpack with somebody that I trust.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. That's probably something that I'm doing this weekend. But yes, we will unpack that one.
0: Yes, because I I have my point of view and it's not the majority. <laughs> yeah, here, we so. got to talk about it. <laughs> yes. All right. So, once again, thank you. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time out to speak with me and, um,
1: all right, absolutely. Thank you for having me.
0: You all just heard my interview with Adriana, AKA Bippity Boppity Broke. And I know you all love her already as much as I do. I hope that you guys out there, especially you locals, took note of the great tips she shared on saving money in the parks. I know for sure the next time I go down to Orlando, I'm going to try to hit up an outlet or a thrift store too and see if I can snag me some discounted park official ears. Uh, in the show notes, I did put a link for her Instagram page. And I also put a link for the Afros and Pixie Dust website if you guys wanted to check it out. There's a couple articles on there. I'm promise I'm going to definitely give it a little more TLC in the near future. Um, and then there's one thing I did want to do at the end of every podcast episode. And that was to highlight a minority-owned small business. On this episode, I'm highlighting Mess in a Bottle. It's a t-shirt and apparel company that's owned by Kalila Wright, and it's described as emotional, thought-provoking, and expressive to the current climate of the world. So go check out her stuff at www.messinabottle.com. I'll link her website in the show notes as well. Once again, if you enjoyed what you heard, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe and share this podcast with all of your dis friends. And also be sure to join my newly formed Afros and Pixie Dust Facebook group, where I invite you all to share your personal tips and tricks for the parks, as well as your trip reports, pictures, movie reviews, and whatever else you want to chat about. So until next time. Never stop deep conditioning or pursuing your happiness, guys. Later.